0: This is the same of year Hi guys, uh, welcome to winner's circle today. Uh, today it's gonna be a, an exciting day because we have somebody who's great, um, an entrepreneur, a seasoned entrepreneur right here, um, who has um, um, done a whole lot of things, especially when it comes to rev up, revenue operations, and I'm gonna be introducing him today, and it's gonna be we're gonna be having a chat, chat about um, entrepreneurship. So just like you know, you know this is this first season of the Business Blueprint. Lessons from seasoned entrepreneurs. So we're gonna go uh, up and introduce Fernando Vitti. You know, is the founder and the CEO of Nestforce, an organization with the one of the largest, if not the largest, rival firm in the world. You know, is based off of Sao Paulo, you not know, from Sao Paulo today. And they also have their office right here in the US. Um, they have a Miami office, and they've been able to impart lives, organization, um, solutions. And so also, if you look at Fernando, Fernando himself, you know, is uh, an alumni of uh, Red you know, and also an Intuit, um, QuickBook, um, um, ex-staff member, and also uh, Mercado Live and Mobile. So I'm going to be introducing you to uh, Fernando Vitti. So welcome, Fernando Vito, today. Thanks for having me, Jay. It's really exciting to
1: be here, and I'm looking forward to sharing right. some of my insights with your all audience. Right.
0: All right, all right, Fernando. It's it's great to have you here, you know. And um, I, I must say I'm very um impressed by your profile, you know. So if I'm going to hack, you know, a lot of my, you know, my followers and listeners always ask one question, and the question is, you know, if I'm going to ask this question, can you share a journey of becoming an ent- entrepreneur and founding Nestforce? What's the, the journey, journey like? Uh, that,
1: that's a funny that's question, a funny question because, because when I was a kid, I would say hmm. to myself that when I would grow up, I would like to be an inventor. I would wow. play around and creating things and sell to other people, and I was dreaming about creating games, you know, for Nintendo and stuff like that. And after a couple of years, when I got older, I realized that the word was not actually a, an inventor; it was actually an entrepreneur. So that was always in my mind and in my dreams. Uh, my first company w- I was founded when I was, I think, eighteen years old. Before that, wow, I wow. would go to u s uh, back in the day when I was sixteen, I would go to u s and buy stuff to resell in Brazil because we wouldn't haven't the kind of uh, technology and and clothes and brands that uh, you guys have in u s. So I would do from sixteen to eighteen. <sighs> this kind of reselling of products then at 18 i realized that in this uh, let's say market that i was addressing because i would choose, uh, i used to sell these products not to the consumer but to the stores so it was a b2b business i realized that they would have a problem advertising the store managing managing the stock Uh, promoting and keeping track of the customers. So uh, my first company uh, uh, was at 18, but the journey started when I was 16. So uh, after that, moving fast forward to where I am now, uh, this first company uh, didn't succeed. Uh, Family issues and really, really Uh, uh, Too many problems uh, were the reason why it didn't succeed. So I uh, changed my track to go for an executive journey. So I worked for the largest startup in Latin America. I learned with amazing founders, amazing people. And later on, I became an executive at Intuit, one of the largest softwares in the world. Uh, Did some great stuff there as the head of growth for Latin America. And then I felt that I was ready again to just go back to being an entrepreneur. Uh, I started my consulting firm. um, And when I see I was doing consultancy for almost 13 uh, countries, two companies in almost 13 countries. So uh, then I found another uh, problem to solve, which is... All the B2B companies in all these countries would have the same issues regarding business uh, processes, uh, technology, disintegration, and data quality. And then I created what NextForce is today, a reverend up solution and service to address these issues. So that's kind of the journey, my friend.
0: Yeah, that's that's powerful. That's powerful. You know, you started so young and um, you went through it and came up with solutions to problems. Just like I, my viewers know, um, my listeners always know, that um, you have to start a business when you find a problem. You know, it's a solution to a problem. You yeah. know, you, you find, find a solution, solution to a problem, problem, and that's, that's what, what made um you really a leading entrepreneur. entrepreneur. Yeah, so,
1: and, and and if I may mean compliment, uh, one thing that's not obvious, though, most of the people, the majority to to be more accurate, usually think the entrepreneur journey starts with a brilliant idea that became a real quick, a successful business, and it's not like that. When I started Nextforce, uh, I was just doing growth consultancy. Later on, after almost a year doing it, i then, one year later found the issue that actually would become what we are doing today. So it always starts with a, a vision, not a, a, an actual solution, because uh, when you have the, the vision that, okay, I can go to this path and you start doing it, the pain points of your uh, the problem you are trying to solve and the customers you are trying to address, it starts to become more clear. So think as you are uh, you have vision problems and you put that, that kind of googles that you adjust the 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 vision yeah. and, and then it starts to become more clear. The entrepreneur journey is like that. Hmm. You just not put the glass on and it starts to see everything, the problem, the solution. It's not like that. It's a yeah. path and over time it starts to become more clear. What is the solution? What is the problem you're trying to address? What is the value proposition? And then is when usually you uh, achieve what is called the product market fit. After time and time and effort trying to see
0: clearly, then you achieve product market fit. That's great. So the entrepreneur journey, um, according to your definition, is... A process, just like the diamond. You know, when you get a diamond from the ground, it doesn't mean, you know, it's just going to be fine. You have to fine tune it, get it more clearly and more clearly, which is very perfect. So, but now, uh, we I want to talk about motivation. You understand? You you've talked about how you started. You know, when you saw, you know, situations, and you have to come to the U.S. to buy some, you know, goods and take it back to. You know Brazil, but now the question is, what motivated you to start business? That's
1: awesome. another That's question
0: awesome. I would like to know. Awesome,
1: awesome. That's a, a, a great question. I think there are a few reasons, but when I I, I want the freedom to generate the in- impact that I want for my life, you know, and and it's not it's not about finance. When I talk to when I talk about freedom, is like life is a, a thing that you never know when it's end, but you do know it's going to end. So when you are old, what is the feeling that you have when you look behind it, and you look past all your life? What is the legacy that you leave behind? What kind of impact you left for? other people for the humanity for the society so uh what actually make me start my journey as an entrepreneur was wanting to have the freedom to build a legacy to leave the world a better place than i found it and i know in order to do that uh, and i have some great inspirations like What Bill Gates is doing is great. The guy is a billionaire. He could do whatever he wants with his life, but he's dedicating uh, his money, his time, and his effort to turn the world a better place. So this is the kind of thing that I want to do with my life. And in order to get to that point, I know uh, it comes along with financial freedom. And a private company allows you to get this financial freedom and then move next to your dream. So this is, I think, my daily motivation. And as well, to have some fun in the process because uh, it's hard, but when you do what you like, things get lighter and easier.
0: That's so powerful. That's so powerful. So the goal of entrepreneurship, one of the major goals of entrepreneurship is about freedom, not being carved into, you know, uh, just a system. Trying to break up the system and look at okay, how can I make the world a better place instead of just being um, just passing through the world and without contributing any uh, thing to it? I guess that's one of the points you made, which is very powerful. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, you need
1: you need to do something that's greater than yourself. You know. Hmm. I think if we have the opportunity to to generate impact and to provoke changes uh i feel that we are obligated to do it liking or not if you have the skills if you have the gift you have the obligation to do something good with
0: it exactly so now i remember you know earlier when we were talking you we talked about you know you know when i talked about people just coming up with an idea and just um Running with it. When I mean running with it, I mean like uh, just start a business up on that. So, but but you said something that is not just as easy as that. And when you started, it wasn't just as easy. So, what were the biggest challenges you faced during this early stage of, especially when you started uh, NestForce? Because you talked about setting up a business before now that didn't work out. So, what are the challenges you faced during the early stage of NestForce? Then, how did you overcome them? Awesome. This is
1: a great question because uh, our challenges is especially huge because we are a bootstrap company. We decided and and choose to not go through the standard venture capital path. Uh, We established as a guideline that since day one of the business, we uh, need to grow, uh, keeping the profitability in order to fulfill the vision that we have for a long time uh success so when you don't have the money uh, and you have the expenses the challenge is how do you prioritize because uh, being an entrepreneur in an early stage business without the money but having the expenses is especially challenging because You not only have to be outstanding in having the strategy and building the vision for the company, you need to be even better in executing towards building this vision. Otherwise, if you are too good in having the strategy, but you don't have the execution skills, probably you're going to fall along the way. And if you don't have the money to hire people to execute for you, again, probably you're going to lose the game. So I think uh, combining strategy and execution as well with priority, because in, in when I started the company, it would be only me and more one people. So you are marketing, you are sales, you are HR, you are finance, you are operations, you are everything combined. And what is going to uh, literally uh, define if you're going to manage to cross The chasm is the execution capacity, especially if you are a solo founder, which is my case. Right now, I'm blessed to have two amazing partners, uh, one that is leading operations and the other one, uh, which is leading uh, technology and a product. But back in the day, when you are alone and by, by yourself, even considering that you have the team, it's not easy. So having the execution skills and especially endurance and, and resilience to keep it going and to try to find a, a, a big motivation to, you know, to wake up every day and and, and keep going, even when you were struggling. I think this is the most challenging part. If you manage to overcome this, then probably you have amazing odds to succeed and, and cross this uh, um what I like to call the death of the startup phase. Oh, that's that's, that's
0: powerful. powerful. So resilience is very important in setting up a business as an entrepreneur. So resilience, not just giving up no matter what, and um, which is very important um, fact that you just stated there. So another point that I want to take. A, let's dive at is a blueprint because the you know just like this season is called business blueprint you know, for entrepreneurs. So now, if you look at the blueprint, so how did you develop the business blueprint for success at Nestforce? Because the truth is, the blueprint is no matter what, because if you don't have a blueprint, you end up giving up. You know, I, I believe you have a blueprint. That's why no matter what, you say, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep running this. I have a plan for two, three years before we get this and that. I, I, I just want to imagine, do you have a blueprint when you started Nestforce that no matter what, even if I'm not getting funding yet from VCs, angel investors, I have a blueprint. I'm going to stick mm-hmm. to it till I get the results. Do you have a blueprint as I mm-hmm. start?
1: Yes, uh, I, I think the right answer here is uh, we do, but... In the beginning of the business, it's hard for you to define a long-term vision because in a startup, every three to six months is like years in a standard business. Things move so fast, things change so fast that it's not easy to you know create a three-year plan and stuff like that. So usually I like to establish a vision and a, 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 I like to use OKRs. So uh, I like to have a well-established long-term vision and build our goals yearly towards this vision. For example, uh, right now we are a service company. Okay, and all the companies in the service business know that there's a problem regarding scalability. But we define it a couple of priorities here. Number one, we need to uh, find a way to attract the best talent. Number two we have to, to build a strong methodology and process to execute uh, our process and our service. Three, we need to have a, a good education to prepare people to work with our methodology and to have certain standards. Four, we have to have technology in order to scale the execution of the service. And five, we need to have good controls in place data sec- as a customer satisfaction, and execution uh, performance and standards of the service. So that was uh, our vision to this year. And we managed to build uh, a lot of actions in these five priorities. And these five led to where we are now, we have amazing people, almost 50 people. We wow. have more than 300 classes to educate them how to execute. We have a roadmap with three years of actions that can be performed to the customer and all the three years have a strong documentation of what to do, why to do it, how to do it with tutorials. We have a good uh, business intelligence central with all the metrics of each one of the teams that are executing the customer satisfaction and everything. So this is the first step towards our vision to uh, deliver excellency to our customers. But as a business, we know this is not the only thing we need to do if we want to achieve our long-term vision. So we defined it uh, in the beginning of th- uh, the present year that by the end of this year, we should start uh, creating our own technology. And this is, this is the most interesting thing about this Bullprint J because When we defined this goal, we wouldn't have the other partner that we have right now. We wouldn't have a CTO to build a product. We wouldn't know even the product that we are going to build. We only know in the beginning of the year that by the end of this year, we should have our first first product. And this is the funny part because then out of the blue, a couple of months later, I met my co-founder uh, of this tech product in the iCombinator ma- matchmaking. Then we built the product team, we deployed the first technology, which is helping the service uh, line of the business to deliver better. And now we are building our own product that we expect to deliver by the end of this year. You see, it started with a vision, a couple of goals, And even despite the fact that sometimes we don't have all the clarity around which steps to take uh, uh, long down this road and this path, sometimes it needs to start with a vision, and then you need to materialize this vision with execution.
0: That's that's powerful. So now, from um, what you said, vision is very key for an entrepreneur. You must have a vision and having a vision is not just enough. You must be able to execute, which is, you know, which is every entrepreneur needs to take note of this. It's very important. So now let's take, let's go away a little bit from Nesfos. Let's talk about you, you know, you as an entrepreneur. So can you share? just a little bit, maybe like three or four key lessons you've learned from your experience as an entrepreneur, not just in Nestforce, From the beginning, when you started at a young age to now, what are the lessons you've learned from your experience as an entrepreneur, not just as a CEO or founder of uh, Nestforce, but as an entrepreneur? Uh, I, I like the, the way you position
1: the question because... Back in the day when, when I was young, like again 18 years old, trying to start a company, raise the money uh, with investors, I didn't have a single fucking clue of what I was doing and part of my, about my French here, but it is the truth. I didn't know what I was doing. I, I didn't know the steps. I didn't know what to do, how to do it. So something that I would love to learn, back then is, come on, mate, you're young. You have all the time in the world. You, le- you need to learn with the best first. Mm-hmm. If you want to be the best, you need to learn from the best. It's easier. And I'm not saying that it, this is the only way. Of course, you can start by yourself and, and learn along the way by, by yourself or by other uh, procedures and methods, but it's far much harder because... Literally, you didn't have the experience in other contexts, in other companies. You didn't live through it. You are trying to learn as you go, and it's harder. So this is the first lesson, because right now I'm not saying that we are going to be the next uh, uh, giant company, but we achieved a few important milestones to get where we are now. And we are a profitable business, we have uh, cash to keep the business going even if we lose our our customers for almost two years. So we have a good product, a good methodology. So we are in a, the right path, but not, on, not, not because uh, I had a brilliant idea or whatever, but because I had the experience to lead us where we are now over my career. I acquired this experience, I acquired this knowledge, and this is what led us where we are today. So experiencing knowledge is truly powerful and and can change the journey. The other thing is you need to, again, this goes back to resilience because Steve Jobs would say that entrepreneurship is uh, less about having a brilliant idea and much more about resilience, how much can you take, how much can you struggle and keep going and keep solving issues. So you need to be the number one problem solver in the world. If you want to succeed, you don't need to have a brilliant idea. You don't need to be brilliant. You just need to be good at problem solving because building a business is solving different problems problems every day. And it doesn't matter if you solve the problem over time, it's going to break again. And you need to go back and be able to solve again. So I think if I could summarize uh, what I would like to learn when I started is have the experience and have the knowledge first. And something that I'm learning now is you need to be resilient because this is what is going to keep
0: you in the game or keep you out of it. Wow. So you said, um, learn from the best. Experience is very important for knowledge. And resilience. Hmm, that's powerful. So now let's go to that word resilience. So how do you, or should I say, how were you able to stay resilient and motivated during tough times in business? Or how, how would you advise an entrepreneur to stay resilient because resilience is an easy word to say but i don't know if everyone can actually stand it you know so how would you advise what was your advice how somebody can stay resilient entrepreneur can stay resilient and motivated during tough times in business
1: i think there are uh, uh, a few items here jay uh one is know your limits because uh, I remember the founder of iFood, which is a uh, kind of DoorDash in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, is the DoorDash of Brazil. Uh, oh. The founder would say to me one time, I was literally going over the night to deliver something, and I was doing it like for five days in a row. And for me, it was like a battle, you know, uh, I need to do it. I need to do it this week. It doesn't matter how long it's going to take, I'm going to do it. And I was literally going overnight. I was lapping two, three hours per day during that week. And he approached me and said, Hey, that's cool, but uh, what is going to change if you don't do it? If you just, you know, if it's going to take harder than one week, two weeks. And I was like, "Uh, I promised that I would deliver in one week and blah, 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 blah. And he was like, Okay, but if you burn out, if you, break is this going to be product what has a greater impact in the business you delivering this in two weeks with excellency and keep your mind straight or delivering in one week and literally melting your head down so if you don't know your limits and when you're uh, uh, building a business you have infinite uh, of infinite backlog of product uh, problems to solve. You need to be able to prioritize what is going to have a greater impact and know your limits, know when it's time to go extra mile and when it's time to just drop the pen and get back home or do something else to keep your mind straight. This is the first thing. Uh, I think the second one is you need to have uh, activities so you can, you know, uh, put out the stress. You need to eat healthy, you need to uh, exercise. And this is the kind of, uh, uh, let's say the bullshit everyone uh, talks about, but it's true. Like or not, call it a bullshit or not, this is the truth. If you go if you are able to uh, uh, to manage to keep a, a balance between health, life, and work, you're going to be more productive. You're going to be more resilient because your mind is going to get better. The third thing uh, is you need to have a, a, a clear vision, because if you know where you are trying to get, it's easier to uh, endure the journey. It's easier for you to, uh, you know, to suppress the struggle. It's easier to go over challenge after challenge, problem after problem, and get where you want. And the last thing, uh, it could be easily connected to the second one that I told. But uh, you need to have external help, and it's not like friends or or family. It's like kind of therapy because uh, you need to get better and know yourself, like. What are your triggers, uh, how you can improve the way you control what you feel and how you react? Because if you don't uh, uh, think yourself as you think about your business, uh, th- think this through, follow me on this. Uh, you are trying to uh, build a vision of your business, right? And you know, yeah. you have a lot of uh, things that you need to improve and another, uh, and a, a lot of things that you need to build. You need to think yourself in the same way. You need to build a better version of yourself because this is the better version that's going to lead the company. And in order to do that, you need to improve in a lot of areas. And sometimes you cannot do it alone. Otherwise, you would not hire people for your company. And if you think like this, you need to do the same for yourself. Therapy, sports, health Uh, 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 nutrition, uh, sleeping better. You need to get help in the areas that you are not doing good, thinking about yourself similar as you think about the business. What are the key areas of improvement that you need to get better in order to be more productive, in order to uh, be uh, uh, more performatic, And in order to just do better, when you do better, the business go better. So that's, uh, uh, for myself, a strong correlation that helps you to be resilient. When you have these four areas and you work towards uh, each one of these four, then you can increase the capacity uh, to endure pressure and to endure problems and to endure all the issues. Because you are going to question yourself if you're good enough, if you know enough, if your business is worth it, if the journey is worth it. You are going to question it every day, every single day when you go to the bed, you are going to be exhausted with all the shit that you took today and, and say, hey, is this really worth it? Hmm. And then this is That's... what is going to keep you going because you know it is. But you don't laugh the doubt to assault your mind and to keep you away from the right
0: path. That's, that's a powerful part. So you talk about more about work and personal life balance. So which is very important to 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 get you out of that um you know, that breakdown. So now it's it's a good advice of the point you've said. So but now let's talk about you. You as a CEO of Nestforce and the founder of Nestforce, how do you strike a balance between work and personal life? Because I know the other day you were in Boston, now you're in Sao Paulo. Who knows next? You know, I don't know. How do you strike work between work and personal life? Like, the, how do you how do you strike the balance? And, and how do you save yourself, yourself from, from on out? Out, you know?
1: <laughs> I, think, I think I'm not the best example on this one because since I know myself, I'm kind of a workaholic. But so kind of uh, my personal life and business life is mixed. But the thing is, it's not for me personally, it's not something that I keep separated because I like what I do. I really, I really do. For example, I, I, I would rather uh, build a process and do some, something for work that I like than to play a video game or even to go to a bar, uh, because I, I am so passionate about what I do that sometimes I just do it for fun and I just lose track of time. So,
0: um, so you immerse yourself. yourself. Yeah, into business, like, like you live it like everyday life. You don't, don't see the, the difference, difference, right?
1: Yeah, and if you do, I think there's something wrong about what you're doing because you sh- You were uh, even considering it's going to be uh, uh, difficult. You're going to face uh, problems. You're going to struggle. You should like what you do. Otherwise, maybe you're doing the wrong thing for your life. So this helps me to, to keep going, because I love what I do, even considering all the shit that I need to take every single day. Uh, and I think the other uh, uh, item that does help me is I'm really well organized. It's like my schedule. If I could share my screen here, I would say to you, hey, this is my schedule. Like I have callers. For different different type of priorities and different types of meeting, I have a block of time in my calendar to execute. Uh, because there there is one book that changed my life. It's called oh, Whipping CEO." Hmm. And there was a uh, this guy coached the the best CEOs in Silicon Valley, co- uh, including the CEO of OpenAI. And this guy would say, "Hey, this is the Top Goal methodology." you need to block your schedule so you can have the time to execute towards your top goal. Because uh, 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 last year I felt like I was working so much but I was not accomplishing anything. So it felt uh, horrible because it would be like, I'm doing so much, but at the same time I'm not moving Uh, uh, away from the spot that I am right now, I'm not evolving, I'm not getting to anywhere I'm just, you know uh, uh, drifting uh, uh, trapped in the same place even considering that I'm putting this uh, huge amount of effort to try to get to somewhere and back in, in, in at this period of my life, which is not far like last year less than one year ago uh I would have look at my schedule and I would have like 30 different meetings, meetings with one hour. Uh, the majority of the meetings would uh, last more than one hour. Uh, I would have like, uh, uh, my schedule would like Tetris, you know, full of uh, 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 30 minutes blocks, then meeting, then 30 minutes block meeting. And this is unproductive. When I learned this methodology, the first thing I did is uh, there's uh, this is so true that I don't do meetings that last more than thirty minutes. I don't. There's wow. only one meeting uh, that takes sixty minutes in my calendar, which is the leadership meeting, uh, uh, one time per week. All the other meetings they should last fifteen to thirty minutes. So this uh, uh, was the first thing that I did, and I learned with this methodology. The second was. Um, I would not uh, leave this small slot between uh, uh, appointments. I killed all the slots. So if you look at my calendar now, rather than uh, having 15, 10 minutes uh, uh, during one day, I only do this same 10, 15 minutes, for example, in the afternoon or in the morning in blocks uh, that I can combine than in a single block of five or four hours uh, of meetings without stop. And this helped me to have more free time because think about this with me. Now uh, I'm doing more meetings. What I would do in meetings in one week, now I can do much more because uh, the meetings are being more efficient because I reduce the time. So we need to be more objective. And in Latin America, people like to, let's say, not be objective. They like to talk about life before the meeting and it's unproductive. So this uh, uh, helping me to achieve more in the same time frame, uh, actually in, in half of the time frame. And by killing these slots, the free slots, that small slots, I managed to get more free time to execute. And this is the third and final uh, piece of my own organizational methodology, which is uh, what I do with this free time. I execute towards my top goal. So we have our OKRs of the quarter, our OKRs of the year, our priorities, and I dedicate my time. I plan each one of the days. Hey, Monday, I'm going to, I don't know, uh, uh, help the revenue team to build the sales process. Tuesday, I will help the product team to refine the backlog that they need to execute our software. Wednesday, I will help the operations team to uh, uh, build better templates uh, uh, for our service delivery. Each one of my days has this uh, block of four, five hours uh, of free time that I scheduled to execute toward our top goals. And this is what helps me to this this was literally game changer for me because it's helping me to move from struggling to do a lot of meetings and and don't get anywhere to actually now we are moving freaking fast in delivering what we need to make the business uh, get to the next phase.
0: That's powerful. That's very powerful. It shows um you're disciplined with your timing and your schedule, and well, that's one of the reasons why you you're the founder of uh, one of the top um revop agency, uh, revop um, organization in the world.
1: So, <laughs> so and, yeah. and, and let let me say you that Jay. Um, if you don't have control over your time, you don't have control over anything in your life. True, true, true. true. So, my, need... my,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. what is the difference between me, you, and Elon Musk?y What we, uh, we, uh, uh, what do we have in common? Me, you, and Elon mm. Musk, We all have 24 hours in the day. How this guy can be this fucking machine of executing, and why cannot
0: uh, uh us do the same? You know. So, so execution is very important. Vision and execution. That's one point I want my um, listeners to understand that. Vision and execution is very important. You have the vision, you execute it, and you, you put up your strategy. So you talked about book. So before we round up, you talked about book. So would you recommend three books, just three books, for my, listener? my um, listeners?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard question. I think, if you're an entrepreneur, uh, we think CEO is the number one in your list. Uh, if you have, like, a company running. Uh, the number two would be scaling, from Heath Hoffman. And the third one is from a guy that I um, I'm look f- uh, really up to, which is called Mark Roberge. He was the CRO uh, of HubSpot. And I had the opportunity to interview him uh, one time. And he's an amazing guy. He uh, is a professor at Harvard. He was responsible to scale HubSpot to where it is today. And his book is called uh, um, From Zero to... to, uh, Actually, uh, um, one second. Let me pick the name of the book here. Mark Hauberch, book, The Sales Acceleration Formula. So oh, how to build house. the next hundred million business. So hmm. it's amazing. I think these three books, they're going to be a game changing year for every entrepreneur within CEO, uh, scaling, and The Sales Acceleration Formula. Oh, that's great.
0: So that book, did a lot for you so now my listeners you know that already so just get that book understand the concept understand resilience keep your motivation put passion into it just like uh the founder of next said you know to which you should understand that it's not just all about just talking about it you know or you have a business idea you just follow the formula just formula from this um, this podcast, just follow the formula. It's just simple as ABC, you know. So, and understand resilience, just like he said, you know. Resilience is very important for you to grow, you understand. You have to, you know, fight that debt. You know, you have to try as much as possible. Just don't just get cowed in. Don't get lost. Just stick with your vision and keep on, you know. Through, through it all, you'll be able to achieve. What you set your mind to. That's why the vision and the implementation is very key. Just like you know Fernando said. So another question, which is going to be like uh, this, the second to the last. There's actually the last, which is the final question, which is quite powerful. I would love you to you know just say that one um, straight up to my listener. So now you talked about your team because you talked about being a solar. Um, entrepreneur at some point before you're able to, you know, have a co-founder, you know, partners and you guys uh, build towards that. So can you discuss for my listeners the importance of having a strong team and how you build and nurture them? Because, you know, sometimes it's good as a leader to have that energy, resilience, motivation, this and that. But what about your team? What if they are not following the same pace as you? What happens? That's a a great question,
1: again. uh, I think the way you need to see your team is uh, having a strong team is the only way you can scale yourself. Your mission as a founder, even considering that you need to be outstanding in execution, over time, you need to get to a point where you build a a, a so strong team that you are able to scale yourself through others. Um, and the only way to get to this point is, one, having a, a good culture. And when you get bigger, around 30 to 40, 50 people, culture starts to become important. But in the beginning, you need to have a process to find the right people. So think, think about this. If you're going to hire your first uh, uh, BDR or account active to do sales, how do you evaluate if the guy or the girl is good in actually selling something? It doesn't uh, uh, matter if you do an interview, if you like the person, if you don't like the person, if the person has a strong track record of success, all of that doesn't matter because maybe you're a different product, maybe you're a different industry. Uh, Certainly it helps, but how he or she is going to perform in your business, in your context, in your scenario. So you need to do a simulation so we do what we like to call A4A, which I kindly uh, uh, copied from Intuit, which was my previous company uh, that I work for. And this, these guys have built one of the most amazing ways to assess talent that I uh, 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 was grateful to Matt in my life. And assessing for awesome, it starts with a business case. So you can... Uh, um, uh, be put as the candidate can be put in a, a real life simulation of your challenges and the job role that would be performed in your organization. So if you want to hire this account as active or this video for example, maybe your uh, business case will be hey, you need to prospect someone for or, from our organization and try to offer this product. And you need to understand, hey, how the this person is doing in a simulation of the actual job. Later on, you need to have a, a, bring different perspectives to the table. Uh, try to maybe, uh, uh, if you are alone, do the interview, but you have more people. Let other people interview the, this person. And each one of you define a couple of core skills that you are looking for and do the interview around that and give uh, this interview a score and then finalize uh, by actually doing a decision making process like uh, evaluate the business case evaluate the score of the three interviews and then do a decision this is going to help you to attract better talent uh, in a much more uh, efficient way because the risk here, if you are wrong, if you do the process because you got certain, some kind of feeling that this person would be the right person, or if you maybe uh, just hire because you think it's uh, the best, but you don't have a methodology in place, the risk is the time, not only the money, because how long it's going to take for you to realize that you made a mistake, three, maybe four months, this time can kill the business. So uh, I like that high, uh, Harvard uh, state of mind that tells you hire slow fire fast. In the startup environment, hiring the wrong people can literally kill your business. So you oh. cannot afford to make this kind of mistake. So you, if you can build a hiring process that will uh, keep you uh, from doing this kind of error, then
0: this is the
1: kind of path that you need to execute.
0: Wow. So it is very important to hire the right team. So if you don't hire the right team, just like um, Fernando said, you are just going to just be on the, you know, just stressing yourself, dragging people who are not going to, they are not going with your vision. And it's just going to cost, maybe it's going to cost a bit, ba- um, a burnout because you end up like, talking to people this is what i'm trying to achieve and they're not going to achieve it with you so automatically it leads to burnout as a leader so thank you for that information you know and um my listeners are very you know they are very appreciative for, um, of you for sharing this important information for for them so the last questions we, you know, uh, we would like to ask or I personally would like to ask is what are your future goals and visions for Nestforce, and uh, what are the steps you're taking to achieve them and with that you can summarize with um, your advice to people who, who have not started business yet who want to go into entrepreneurship
1: Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I think our next steps are first, we need to to keep building our vision towards um, becoming the number one rev ops as a service provider in the world for HubSpot, which is one of the main platforms that we work with. Uh, I think we are in, in the right path, but there's a, a lot that we need to do to get to this point. Uh, step two is going to be uh, expanding the lack of technology that we work with. So uh, expanding in Salesforce, ClickUp, other technologies that we believe are the future. And of course, uh, in order to get that, we need to be the best in Brazil, be the the best in other countries. So these are the first two uh, long-term priorities that we have. And the third and last one, uh, we started work on it in a, a couple of months now which is to deploy our first product. We are building our own CRM. So to, to uh, uh, gather all this knowledge and information that we learned, being one of the top providers, service providers for CRM platforms, and now we are building our own. So this is uh, what is next for us. And my advice for the entrepreneurs is, I think if you want to start a business or if you do have a business uh, dedicate yourself to be the number one in solving uh, uh, the issue that your business is supposed to to address and the reason why it was created so make sure you are really good and the best at it because it doesn't matter if you're good in sales if you're good in everything if your product sucks you can build a strong company, even with a product sucks. I know a lot of companies that the product sucks and they're quite big. But <laughs> if you truly want to build something, you need to start with an amazing product that actually solves a a, a, a real pain of the customers. And don't forget, the, the journey is long. You're going to struggle. You're going to uh, wish you would give up 10 times per day. But keep the focus, and don't forget this is like the Google eyes. Uh, it's going to when you 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 are putting your glass on, you are not going to have clear vision of the future out of the blue. You need to keep it improving, and as you improve, it, as the time goes by, the vision is going to become clear and clear. And then, at this point, you have a business. Right, right, that's powerful. powerful.
0: Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for taking out your um, busy schedule for us for today, your schedule to join us and um, give our listeners, um, entrepreneurs already, or people who are aspiring to be entrepreneurs, giving them a good advice, you know, and I'm sure they already know what to do with this advice. And And thank thank you you also for for, um, suggesting suggesting the, the three... Top books. I'm sure they're going to look that up and, and they'll get it. So, so for, for people the who the need information, information about the book that yeah, um, our, our guest, guest for today suggested, suggested, just reach, just reach out, out to, to me, me and I'll forward the, the names articles. of the books because this is something that um, can actually help you, you know, to brighten your mind. And um, thank you so much today, uh, Fernando. I really yeah, appreciate it. We appreciate your time. Thanks and, for having um, th- me. All th- right, th- th- you're welcome.
1: Th- thanks hmm. so much for having me, Jay. And All right. uh, if anyone would like to connect and, and to maybe exchange some ideas, you can reach out to me uh, over my LinkedIn. It's Fernando Vitti. And if you want to know a little bit more about NextForce, it's Nestfor- nextforce.co.
0: Okay. So yeah, that's you here. He has told you. You can reach out to him on LinkedIn or you can go to NextForce co cool and learn more about what Nestforce does. So, thank you for tuning in to Winner Circle today. Um, I hope this episode have you know helped you um, and also give you inspiration to get started. And also, like I always say, remember success is not just about winning, but about the journey and the lesson learned along the way. So keep pushing forward. Stay focused and always aim for greatness. Until next time, keep striving for the winner's circle. This is the symbol of